Y Group invites all AEC industry leaders to the 2024 AEC Small Business and Entrepreneurship Forum, the premier event for small firms in the AEC sector. Experience innovative strategies and insights on May 21st, crafted by Zweig Group's industry experts. Engage in keynotes and interactive sessions focused on recruitment, retention, and business growth. Join Zweig Group for this unique networking opportunity and take your business to new heights. Secure your spot today and be part of the AEC industry's future. Visit ZweigGroup.com for more information. The Zweig Group team looks forward to welcoming you. Welcome to the Zweig Letter Podcast, putting architectural, engineering, planning, and environmental consulting experts straight talk in your ear. These podcasts deliver great interviews with industry leaders and Zweig Group's three decades of invaluable research, leadership, management, marketing, client, and HR advice directly to you, free of charge. The Zweig Letter Podcasts let you develop personally and professionally, wherever you are. Hey folks, and welcome to another episode of the Zweig Letter Podcast. I'm your host, Randy Wilburn, and I am here today with none other than Chad Kleinens, president and CEO of Zwei Group. I finally have corralled him into a corner, that is, to sit down with me and talk for 30 minutes or so and just to kind of get his feedback and to see how things are going. This is actually Chad's first full year as the president and CEO of Zwei Group. And, you know, it's a major undertaking for him as as it is for Mark Zweig to to hand over the reins and to just make room for for Chad to to put his fingerprint on this organization. And so uh, certainly Zwei Group is a place that is near and dear to my heart. And um, I'm really excited to just be partnering up with him and, and all of his plans and his vision for the future um, to serve the design industry the way that um, he thinks would be most appropriate. And so wanted to just kind of sit down with Chad today and talk a little bit about that and talk about, uh, A, just how things are going. And, and we've got some other things that we're going to share during this particular podcast. And uh, really excited to have you guys joining us today on this podcast. You know, the Zweig Letter podcast has been running now for almost three years straight, and uh, we are up to almost 125 plus episodes of the podcast, which is kind of cool. And so we've got some staying power and some longevity. So uh, again, we would not have that without you, the listener, um, giving us feedback and listening and sharing this podcast with any and everyone that will listen. So we really appreciate you, our listening audience. And uh, without further ado, Chad, how are you doing today? Fantastic. Good, good, good. Well, it's good to have you. Um, I wanted to just kind of check in with you just to see how things are going and, and how has your, your first year of, uh, of, uh, of leadership as the president and CEO been uh, here at Zwei Group? Uh, I know you have a lot on your plate, but um, I'm just curious to see what you think so far. Yeah, well, there's a lot of words that come to mind. <laughs> <laughs> it's... Uh, 
it's not what you expect. It's uh, humbling. It's it's an honor. It's a lot of work, and but it's also very exciting. Yeah, I mean, we are at a very exciting point in our history, celebrating 30 years this year. And, you know, Mark Zweig has built a tremendous reputation and a brand uh, through Zweig White and now Zweig Group. And what we do is so important to the industry. And I am really honored to be able to carry on that legacy and really to help it evolve into the next phase of what this company is going to be for the AEC industry of the next, you know, 10, 15, 30 years and what that looks like, because we're in the midst of so much change in the industry and uh, just the makeup of the workforce and the demands on infrastructure and the needs really of the industry for more visibility yeah, and to evolve. And I think we can be the facilitator of that. And I'm excited about our plan because we, you know, it's, it's one of our differentiators from our competitors. We have a younger workforce that I think actually spans all of the generations and looks very much like our client firms. And so we know what it's like to um, be working with a transition, you mm-hmm. know, that, and so this is, this is our first transition in the history of the company. And I tell a lot of firms I work with that founder transition uh, is the biggest uh, really evolution and turning point in a firm's history. That'll be the most likely the greatest and most challenging transition because the founders typically have a very, uh, the, the, the firm is so much them because yeah. it starts out as them. Yeah. And, uh, boy, Mark leaves some big shoes to fill and, <laughs> uh, it's not, they're not going to be filled by just me. It's filled by me and you and everybody else in this building that's working, uh, with us and, and all of our clients that are working with us and, uh, and, you know, and we want to really want to take that message and push it down through the org charts of, of all AEC firms and really help the industry. Yeah. Yeah. And, and just to be clear, I mean, Mark's not really going anywhere. He's just not going to be running things. Uh, and, and and so it's a long-term transition. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's like what we would prescribe for any of our client firms. Yeah. You start early Yep. and you have a long-term plan and especially a founder is, is, uh, as big as Mark and, 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 pun intended mark on the his mark on the industry that he's made i mean he really has and so we've got a long-term plan it's uh what we would say is best practices we would also say that that we're not immune from any of the challenges and and difficulties in in any kind of uh, leadership transition but it's also exciting and and there's a lot of positive energy in mark and me and the rest of the firm yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. So, and, and I think, you know, you bring up a lot of, of, of topics that are, are, are different avenues that we could go down. I mean, I know we get calls all the time from firm leaders that are in their seventies or, or late seventies, early eighties, even looking for ways to transition out. And, and honestly, when, when those, when you were asking those questions at that point in your life and you, you lead or run a design firm, it's, it's almost too late. 
to, to, you know, to do anything, uh, anything of any real value that is. Um, and I, and I've noticed lately when encountering younger, um, leaders, even in their late forties, early fifties, all of these people are talking about transition. What does the transition look like? How do we set it up to, to make, you know, a handing off or passing of the torch, if you will, as painless as possible so that the viability of the organization that we're running is intact and solid. Yeah, that's right. It's like a strategic plan in itself, long-term and then short-term goals. And uh, Mark has a number of things he's going to continue to do for, we foresee a decade or longer. Yeah. You know, and a lot of those things are, are the things that really, will allow him to have still have maximal impact on the industry and and the clients and writing the TZL article, which is the, yeah. you know, the cover article, which is so uh, him and and really defines us and participation in events and then also you know consulting gigs as as uh, necessary. So he's got a lot of a lot of input left and and we've got a lot of room and excitement for that long term. Yeah. Well, like you said, I mean, I mean, Mark has always said that, you know, he has so many friends in this industry. I mean, yeah, there are people that he does business with, but they're also legitimately friends. That type of relationship is invaluable. And I know you have a lot of our clients that are actually friends of yours, people that you go to basketball games with and do all kinds of stuff with, because those are the types of relationships that we try to build at Zui Group, where we're not looking at any client from a transactional standpoint, but more from a relational one. That's right. You know, absolutely. Yeah. That is certainly one thing that I think sets him apart. And, uh, you know, I've got five years of, of this and I look at my relationships compared to his and I'm like, well, I've actually got quite a few over five years. Oh yeah. Absolutely. And I've been in it 30 years, yeah. which I don't know if I've got 25 years <laughs> left, but, so. but I hope to have a long list of friends. And I, I tell you the ones that I've, the clients that I've met and developed relationships with over the last five years, so many have become great friends. Right. And it's been awesome to see what they've done with their firms. And just to be a part of that is really rewarding. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, you know, Talk a little bit about, and, and I know that this came up recently, this this kind of conversation that we're having now actually came up recently in one of our our, our newest events um, that's part of the the, the training program and, and the seminar uh, offerings that Zui Group has. And I think that would be the CEO Roundtable. And I think a lot of this happened during that, that uh, event. And I think it was in Louisville. I believe there was some bourbon involved and... <laughs> <laughs> and some other things quite a bit, quite a bit. Yes. and um bourbon tasting that is so uh but mind you um I, there were some pretty high profile individuals in that room leaders of a lot of very successful design firms and i would imagine that they echoed a lot of what you had just mentioned here at uh, on this podcast yeah that was a very successful event you know the the original generation of zwag white did ceo roundtables uh, and we had not done one with the current generation and, uh, we partnered it up with something that's kind of a passion of mine. And that is not necessarily drinking bourbon, but just bourbon country. Mm-hmm. I love Kentucky. I love, yeah. uh, the Kentucky, uh, horse racing and the, uh, the bluegrass and everything. And it, and so what we did is we partnered it up with, uh, 
bourbon tastings at, at some of the best distilleries. And I'm not sure what drove the registrations, the, the need for CEOs to, to attend an event together or to go drink bourbon or maybe both. But yeah, the event sold out in a number of weeks. Right. So we immediately knew we had something that CEOs really need. And that is um, an outlet and an inlet. It's, it's a, they need a place to share what's going on and get input because yeah. it can be lonely at the top. You it know, can be. Who do you turn to? And uh, it was a great event, an entire day of uh, traveling around Kentucky and sampling bourbon, but really it was more of networking and getting to know each other and lots of relationships formed there and great ideas shared. And then a full day of a formal roundtable where we discussed, I believe it was 12 topics, each with 15 minutes each. And the topics were chosen by the the CEOs and it spanned everything from ownership transition to, you know, software platforms. So it was from the, the macro to the micro. Okay. Okay. Wow. That's amazing. So yeah, the feedback that I got from it, from some participants was that it was, it was a, it was a game changer. So that's exciting. Yeah. yeah. So we've got another one actually in November that we just rolled out a couple of weeks ago <laughs> I heard in Kentucky, that. really because we had a number of people that were just unable to attend the last one either because it was sold out or they just had you know, yeah. conflicts. Yeah. So yeah, we already have registrations rolling in for that one. And then we're going to do another one in a different themed a bit different. So instead of bourbon country, I believe the one in 2019 will be racing. Okay. So racing cars. Yeah. And talking strategy. That sounds like fun. I may have to work my way into that one yes, for sure. Um, well, yeah, and we'll certainly put some information in the show notes about the CEO roundtable and the upcoming event that will be taking place in November, as Chad mentioned. So all, all of the information that we discuss here on this particular podcast episode, as with any of our podcasts, will be available online and we'll provide show notes for, for these um, um, so that you guys have access to the links or anything that we mention here on the podcast. Um, Chad, I want to talk a little bit about this idea that I know you and I had talked about um, when you first presented it to me uh, a couple of months back. We were driving to Tulsa to the airport to catch a flight, like as we do a lot of times. And and uh, we were talking about just this mindset of elevating the industry. Um, and, and I wanted you just to kind of talk just briefly at a high level about, you know, this whole idea of not thinking, you know, with this old wineskin mentality of doing things the way that we've always done them, but look at this industry for what it is and what it ultimately will become. And, uh, you, you had some really interesting things to share in that, on that car ride. And also with our team, when we had a, um, uh, all hands on deck meeting, um, a couple of weeks later, but I'd, I'd love for you just to kind of share your thoughts and, you know, some of, you know, what's on your heart with regard to trying to elevate this industry. One that you're so passionate about, you're a licensed engineer. Um, you've done business in the industry. You've done, you've designed everything from ditches to, I don't, God knows what you've done it all. And I say that just kind of tongue in cheek, cause we've always joked about that, but yes, engineers do design ditches. I've it's, designed a number of ditches and I'm very proud of them. Yes. Yeah, so, right. but, um, but yeah, talk a little bit about that, the elevation of the industry. Well, yeah, you know, I think it goes all the way back to why I wanted to really get, get direct my career to the more business side of the org chart in the firm that I was in. And that was, I could see having an impact through marketing and communications and, and HR and, and all of those policies and, and really 
it really being uh, affecting culture um, and elevating our firm, which the firm that I was with for 14 years and built my career in. And uh, it was awesome to be a part of something like that, where we took a firm that at the time was 87 years old and, and it doubled in size in just five years. And yeah. what you could do, you know, as Doc Brown says, you can do anything if you put your mind to it. Exactly. And, exactly. and you know, at the time I thought it was going to be like turning the Titanic. And, you know, there was a lot of elements of it that were, but, but it was really went all the way back to when I went back to business school and I wanted, I wanted some additional knowledge of how I could elevate the industry. And it was, it was really, I think, further inspired by a, a conversation I had with a, a mentor and dear friend of mine, late friend, uh, Brock Johnson, who said one time in a meeting, he said, you know, Chad, they don't make TV shows about engineers and architects. All the TV shows are about cops and lawyers and doctors and ER rooms and, and where all the drama is. But what we do is so important. And so we have to fight for uh, not only just acknowledgement, but recognition of that. Yeah. And that was inspiring to me and really is what partially fueled our development of this new mission for Zwei Group, which is to elevate the industry, which is something I think is, is, is another, it's the next step for us to really help the industry because I see the research reports that we publish, the, the surveys where people can benchmark themselves and then they can say, this is what average firms are doing. This is how we can improve. That yeah. helps elevate each firm. So if the collective uh, whole of firms elevates and, and grows and adds jobs, that elevates the industry. And the training through the seminars and uh, our annual hot firm conference where we celebrate award-winning firms and we do it better than any other competitor out there. Right. And it's because we want to really lift up this industry. We want to do things better than we've done them in the past and not just you know, be the ones that hold our events in the darkest, least expensive <laughs> conference room in the hotel when, you know, the other industries are renting out the big ballrooms and having the big galas. We, you know, we see that as something that's important because we need to attract kids to this industry. We've got to start in the schools. We've got to elevate the industry we've got to expand everybody's understanding of what an architect does an engineer a surveyor a construction observer an environmental scientist everybody that's involved in helping this industry go forward and we've got to get more more folks into the schools there's a huge and widening gap in infrastructure needs and talent to be able to uh, help uh, develop new infrastructure, design it, build it. And we've got to do something now because yeah. we've got a looming crisis. It's, it's good. It's great that we've got a strong outlook, but we've got to have, uh, we've got to have workers. We've got to have labor. We've got to bring more uh, people in. And to do that, I think we've got to make it more attractive. We've got to increase awareness and I'm excited to be a part of that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you, I mean, you said a mouthful there as far as that's concerned, because I know that 
you know, one of the things that has been big for me, and, and again, it goes beyond just focusing on who's the next new client that we can bring in, but it is a long-term thought process about where this industry is going and how we can get this next generation involved. So we can stop saying there are just not enough kids going to school to get an engineering degree. There's just not enough kids going to school to get an architecture degree. That that firms are thinking long-term in terms of getting into the schools early and often to let folks know, hey, this this is what we do in the design industry. This is what an environmental scientist does. This is what a construction manager does. And that we're engaging early and often with this next generation. Right now it's Gen Z, I guess, which are they're calling the Linkster generation. But you know, then you got the generation coming in after that. But we've got to prepare these kids to let them see all the amazing things that can be done. And that's why it's important to um, promote STEM training any anywhere possible um, that everybody should be finding time to go into local schools when and where possible to share exactly what you're doing. I recently did it at Springdale High School, a local school here in Northwest Arkansas. They have an engineering academy. <coughs> Excuse me. And I was afforded the opportunity to speak to about 120 kids that were all studying engineering. And I had a chance to kind of give them a, a, a better understanding of what the market looks like for them. If they can finish up strong and make it to college and get a degree, I basically told them that, that, that the um, opportunities were endless. Because you and I both know that that there there is so much infrastructure that needs to be improved, that needs to be built, um, and there are just not enough people to do it. That's right. You know, I go back to the CEO roundtable, and there were a, a number of subjects that would kind of light the room up. But one in particular, you can guess it, was recruiting and retention. Right. And it really lit the room up. And there was a lot of discussion about the difficulties in recruiting, uh, the importance of retention. And you, then the conversation naturally went to this um, – upcoming and kind of, again, widening gap between the demands that are out there and and the ability of labor and talent to get it done. Yeah. And when it we started talking about, you know, possibly fewer kids in the schools or even just not enough to meet the demand, you know, you could see the, the horror on every CEO's face because while they were sitting there and, and spending time talking strategically, which was so important, they knew back in their firms were 10, hundreds, thousands of people uh, working hard, working overtime, and they're trying to figure out how do we get people in here to relieve the pressure of getting these projects done. Right. And we can't, we're, we're risking burning out project managers. It's a widespread, massive problem that's getting worse in the industry. Yeah. And you start, you know, saying, well, the, the demand's only going to get worse. And the, at least the, in the immediate future, it doesn't look like we're going to have a big pipeline of kids coming out of the schools. It's, it's kind of terrifying. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we had CEOs in there that were leading firms that are, you know, everywhere from 20 to 30 people all the way up to multiple thousands. So small firms and big firms alike, it was you know, you could see so many of the issues that they're all feeling that then just kind of does bring them together. 
And then the conversation naturally went to this elevate the industry. And so I just sat back and listened to it because I thought, wow, this is something we're already working on. And I can just see the interest in it without even planting the seed here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think, yeah. And I think that's important. And, and certainly I know that anybody listening to this podcast, if that really resonates with you, um, you need to definitely reach out and get in touch with Chad Kleinens and, and get some additional information uh, and in ways that you uh, yourself as a firm leader or a firm owner can get involved with this idea of elevating the industry for the design industry and how you can get yourself and your firm involved. And we'll put Chad's um, email uh, in the show notes, but it is ccleinens, C-C-L-I-N-E-H-E-N-S at zweiggroup.com. And you can certainly reach out to Chad and inquire about some ways that uh, you can do that in your neck of the woods. And, and I know that Chad, as he continues to develop uh, our process for for bringing our piece to the table with regards to this, that uh, he'll be more than happy to share uh, because it's not a secret. It's not like, you know, it's, it's, it's one firm hoarding ideas and not sharing it with others. This is an issue that is going to affect us all, yeah, whether absolutely. you're consulting the industry or whether you're working in the industry directly. So well, I, I want to emphasize what you just said, Randy, not just your typical, Hey, you know, reach out. Here's the contact information of the podcast speaker. I want to emphasize that invitation uh, to everybody that's listening, it's very important. I would really sincerely love to talk to you about what's going on in your firm and how this might help you, what we can do. And, and again, not, not in the context of, of Zwei Group selling anything, but what we do together as an industry. And email me or even call me on my cell phone if you just want to have a conversation. It's Five zero one five five one two six five nine. I'd love to talk to you because I think the stories that I would like to hear are part of what's going to form that message that brings us together. Yeah. And I'd like to hear what what's going on in your firm and how it's affecting you and your leadership team and the rest of the people in your firm. And I think there's a kind of a grassroots uh, effort happening here. And if you want to be a part of that, I'd love to talk to you. Yeah. Well, there you have it, folks. I mean, it, it, that's that's the I think the best way is just to start and and do something and then figure out the rest. I mean, too often we want the the whole blueprint. We want everything spelled out, and it doesn't always work that way. And sometimes you just have to take some initial steps, and then other opportunities will just open themselves up, and you just go from there. So, yes. um, so finally, before we close, because <clears throat> I know you got to get ready um, to to get out of here. What what uh, what would you like to say uh, with regard to our hot firm event coming up? We had an amazing hot firm last September 2017 in Seattle, Washington. This year, we're going to be in Dallas, uh, in the heart of Texas. We will be in Dallas, Texas, the third week in um, September. But I would just be cu- curious to, to know your initial thoughts about this upcoming um, hot firm um, industry awards conference, and if you had some thoughts about that. Absolutely. You know, I know a lot of the, the folks listening have had an opportunity to go to a number of industry events, and and if their experiences like mine, a lot of them are the same. We've worked really hard to differentiate our hot firm and AE industry awards conference, and really what it is is it was at least initially modeled after the Inc. 500 conference, and so not industry specific. All industries out there, uh, fastest growing firms in the world. 
and um, and it's you know two days of speakers and then the black tie awards gala. So we modeled our event initially after that. Well, it's really evolved, and <clears throat> and so now even though Hot Firm is the is the list of the top 100 fastest growing firms in the industry, which we say is far more important than the top 100 largest firms. Right. Uh, we want to be growing because yeah. that means something's happening. That's a powerful <clears throat> recruiting tool. Lots of good things that you can tie on to that. But best firms to work for, which a lot of people don't realize, we actually get 13,000 responses in our <clears throat> best firms to work for survey. Wow. Which provides us 1.6 million data points on everything from benefits to practices to culture and you get to learn about that at hot firm you know we've got panels of the best firms to work for we've got panels of the fastest growing firms firms that have acquired other firms firms that have done it organically best practices and everything from management to marketing to hr to financial management and uh so it's you know a day and a half of those sessions, some great keynote speakers, not just from the industry though, some others that are a little bit outside the industry that provide inspiring stories. And then this year, a little bit different, we're going to spend Friday afternoon uh, at Top Golf, the original Top Golf, okay. actually in Dallas. Yep. And uh, if you know anything about Top Golf, they're expanding like crazy all over the. There's US. one coming here to Northwest one Arkansas. Here, we're yeah. Very excited about. Yep. So instead of spending Friday afternoon. <clears throat> In sessions, we're going to go to Top Golf and have a great time. And then Friday night is our our Black Tie Gala, and we do it up differently than any awards ceremony out there in the industry. I can tell you, it's it's uh, a lot of energy, music, fun. Uh, we give a lot of awards out, but we do it efficiently, and we celebrate fastest growing firms. We celebrate the best firms to work for. We celebrate marketing excellence. Our Jerry Allen Courage and Leadership Award, mm-hmm. winner, which is a something near and dear to my heart yep. and, and many of us here at the firm. And we just celebrate all the good things about the industry. So you'll never attend a more positive event than Hot Firm. I know because I attended a lot during my career. And when I went to my first Hot Firm, I was like, wow. Yeah, I want to be a part of this, and now I am. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You are sometimes right. a little bit more than it, I want to be. You want to be right, right. So, uh, but but it's it is it's super fun. Uh, it's a great event, and we're going to be in Dallas, Texas this year. Yeah, which I mean, Dallas is the place we are seeing growth and expansion and opportunity there, like we've never seen. Yeah, in yeah. thirty years, it's. So Dallas is a great place to go see what's happening there. Uh, we've got a great spouse slash guest program. So if you bring a guest that wants to uh, tag along, you've, we've got two days of tours, food, drinks, chocolate, all kinds of goodies. Some of the, yeah. you get to tour some of the homes of Highland Park. It's going to be really neat. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so it's a great time at the Fairmont hotel in downtown Dallas. There's tons of restaurants within walking distance and you know, the Fairmont. Yeah. They just do such a fantastic job. Yeah. And we did, we had our last um, event at a Fairmont hotel in Seattle and it was outstanding. Every so. time we do one at a Fairmont, we just yeah. get rave reviews. Yeah. Every, yeah. People really enjoy their time. So it's a great event for couples. It's a great event to bring your entire team. This year we have 
discounted tables of eight so you can bring your entire team and have a whole table to yourself. And that we started doing that last year and this year we've expanded that. And it's, it's neat to kind of see that camaraderie and that energy exactly that, that, that gets developed by a team coming together, celebrating a year's <clears throat> worth of accomplishments. Yeah. I mean, and there's nothing like a leader, you know, identifying several key individuals in an organization and just bringing them all and saying, it's another way to say thank you yeah. to your best performers and letting them know how much they matter to you. Absolutely. So, yeah. So, well, there you have it, folks. You've heard it directly from the horse's mouth. Chad Kleinens himself. Uh, I'm even amazed he gave up his cell phone number, which uh, we will certainly make sure that are in the show notes so that you have that. But uh, certainly if he said it, he's serious about it. and definitely wants you to engage and interact with him and just reach out to him and, and talk about uh, ways that you're trying to elevate the design industry and, and figure out maybe there's something that you guys can work on together. Uh, we certainly appreciate each and every one of you that takes time out uh, each week to listen to this podcast. Um, this is just another example of what we're trying to do to separate ourselves from everything else and all the noise that's out there by trying to bring you some content that matters at the end of the day. So we really appreciate you listening and um, wanted to just share this one piece of information. And as, as we let Chad go, Chad, thank you so much for being on this podcast and we're going to get Chad back more often. Uh, a lot of times you, you only hear Mark and, and Mark and I have such fun t- getting together because we've known each other for so long, but Chad and I have, have become fast friends since I moved here to Arkansas several years ago. So uh, I'm going to start really twisting his arm to get on this podcast on a regular basis. And certainly if he hears from you, the listening audience saying we want Chad, uh, I'm sure he will, uh, he'll find time in his schedule to get, get on the podcast. So, yeah. So thank you so Absolutely. (laughs) So, um, but listen, folks, I just want to remind you the Zweig letter podcast comes out every Friday. We try to come out every Friday at, at around noon uh, time is when the podcast comes out. Please share this podcast with your friend. Remember, sharing is caring. And also, because I hate to to come into anyone's house without bearing gifts, I've got a gift for you. And that gift is simply um, a free subscription, digital subscription to the Zweig Letter newsletter. It's a newsletter that has run continuously since 1992. All you have to do is go to zweiggroup.com, click on the Zweig Letter icon. And right there, all we need is your email address. We'll sign you up every Monday at noon. You'll get a a copy, a fresh copy, hot off the presses of the Zweig letter. And uh, you'll be able to take partake of about 11 to 12 pages of some of the greatest industry information um, that you'll find for the design industry. And I mean, Richard Massey's doing an amazing job as the editor of the Zweig letter. And he's just adding all kinds of outstanding writers to this publication. Really want to encourage you to do that. Also want to encourage you to get a digital copy of Civil Plus Structural Engineer Magazine. Um, really want to encourage you to check that out as well. That information and the link to that will be on the show notes. You can also find the link to Civil Plus Structural Engineer Magazine uh, right on our website at zweiggroup.com. And last but not least, I wouldn't, I'd be crazy if I didn't mention Z Learning, which is our newest online learning platform. You can get continuing education credit classes 
online in the comfort of your home on an iPad so you can watch on a plane, on a train, on a boat, wherever you are, wherever you're going, you're going on vacation, you need to get a couple of additional continuing education hours done. Uh, Z-Learning is your choice. Visit zweiggroup.com forward slash Z-Learning for more information uh, and you can purchase your classes right there. Several new classes will be coming online in the very near future and we welcome your feedback with any thoughts about um, different topics that you'd love to see in a Z-Learning um on the Z Learning platform. So again, I'm your host, Randy Wilburn, and we really, really appreciate you. I used to say we exist to make you more successful, but right now, what I am going to say and what I'm going to continue to say as I sign off of these podcasts is that uh, we exist to elevate the industry, the design industry, that is. And so with that, I bid you adieu, and I will see you next week. Over and out. Thanks for tuning in to this Zweig Letter podcast episode. If you want more wisdom and inspiration, in addition to information about M&A, strategic planning, HR, and marketing your firm, subscribe now to the digital version of the Zweig Letter free of charge. Just visit thezweigletter.com slash subscribe and leave your email address. Your free subscription will begin immediately.